All right. Every week we do the podcast roundup. We're going to start off with the Ralph report. This week, Eddie was on vacation, so they didn't need anything. The Garmy raised over $900 for the Conservation Force. The Video Vault was movies about kings, and Steve took a deep dive into the Monty Python theme and introduced us to dogging. The one thing I want to talk about is just Steve as the guest host. What did you guys think of Steve as the guest host? I love Steve. I thought he was great. Those two crack each other up, and I found myself laughing along with them way harder than I probably should have. It was a little bit different. I mean, obviously, it has a little bit, um, I don't mean this in a negative way, but a little higher brow, you know, than Eddie. Um, but I mean, we love Eddie as well. So it was just, I mean, I, I think it was a great fill in. I felt like I was at a slumber party the whole week. <laughs> I mean, it was like two dudes who are like going to freeze each, like whoever falls asleep first is going to freeze the other person's underwear. It's cute because I, I think we got to see a different part of Ralph that was just kind of giddy. And I mean, you can tell there's a real connection between them that um, they get each other's humor and everything. And so that I, I found that to be so endearing. And I, and I can't not say, though, that Eddie Eddie brings something totally different. And, and that's what I like about everything that Ralph has done is everyone brings something different to the table. Steve's thing is not Eddie's thing. And I think that Ralph said something like if, you, you know, if they got picked up and they had all this money or whatever, that they could bring both of them in. And I think that's ideal. You want to have that whole compliment because Eddie brings that sweet silly kind of side to it and i i want them all three yeah you could tell ralph just loves uh, steve and cracks up about him i just heard today's podcast and he said the hardest he ever laughed was i think it was wednesday show Mm -hmm. and i just re-listened to that and yeah they were both like on the floor so it's nice to hear that i'd love to hear ralph's laugh it always makes my day yeah i brought in the uk centric which i liked it was very uk centric well, there were so many clips of Steve just cracking up Ralph. <laughs> Honestly, there must be infinite monkeys typing on infinite typewriters running fucking television. No wonder traditional TV is going down the toilet and everyone's watching Hulu and Amazon and fucking Netflix. At this rate, they might even commission the Garmy game show. That'd be a draw, I think. Why you not? Dr- yeah, you could have a drawing element with Edwin, right? That's one thing. You could have a, I don't know, an eating element. With Edwin. Right. You can also have like a tongue twister element with Edwin. Right. And basically, you and I judging him. <laughs> you know, just like a normal week on the Ralph reports, basically. There was just so many moments where Ralph was just couldn't stop laughing. Steve brings something completely different. I would love a Steve and Ralph show. I would love a Steve, Ralph and Eddie show. I, I miss Eddie down at the goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Moving on to Janky Town, Omar wanted to know if he can be both a Clippers fan and a Lakers fan. And I always say that, yes, you can, because, it, you know, it's only the Clippers fans that hate the Lakers. The Lakers fans, Lakers don't care about the, the Clippers. And maybe I don't if hate the, the Clippers, I hate Clipper fans like Dave. I don't yeah. think there's any real Clippers fans. There's just people that hate the Lakers. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think there's actual Clippers fans. They're out there. You're going to hear from them, by the way. There are. Uh, Yes, there are actual Clippers fans. But most of the Clippers fans I encounter just are always dumping on the Lakers for no reason. No, I mean, that's that's the world of sports. I mean, this is this is what makes it fun. You know, you got to have you got to shit talk. That's 
part of the fun, you know. And the I Lakers no are look, the Lakers, them, but... the Lakers are all shiny and pretty. Let's tear them down. Come on, join me. No, okay, I get it. I don't know. Maybe if they win a championship, we could take down that Pacific Conference title that they have, that banner they have in the Staples Center. And they'll put up a nice championship one to match all the the seventeen Lakers ones. I can play my Clippers song. It was one of the first things I ever got on the air. <laughs> okay, so Jed the Fish guest starred on uh, Janky Town when they were talking about the Dirty Dancing. So Dave took Krista to an outdoor movie featuring Dirty Dancing. And, you know, Dancer Die Dave, who thought he was going to love Dirty Dancing, but he hated it. He hated it with a passion. He hated everything about it. He hated the famous don't put baby in a corner. He hated everything. He even, But he even got all the characters wrong, like the names and everything. But here's where Jed jumped. And they did this fake-ass performance, and they couldn't do the list. I couldn't do the list, Jed. I was like, oh, god damn it, baby. And Jed's and like, oh, I can't pick you up, baby. Wrong Jed, dude. Wrong Jed. Yeah, so that was Beer Mug doing his Jed the Fish impersonation, which just made me crack up. Omar asked Beer Mug Jed, how would Jed the Fish say, uh, don't put baby in the corner? You know what? Nobody puts baby in my pants. <laughs> really would have been more entertaining for sure, man. And they were actually supposed to have Jed on the show, but Jed actually ghosted him. So maybe they'll come out later. All right. Moving on to Cup of Tea in the chat. This week, there was their bonus episode where it was uh, they went back to their first bonus episode where they asked each other five questions so i thought we would ask each other those five questions uh queen j bucket list vacation that you can't wait to do now that covid's over french chateau castle oh, france there. pack my bags Lindsay, uh, are you holding holding on to anything you'd like to let go of oh god that's philosophical um <laughs> A large number of clothes that don't fit me in either direction. Jen, uh, Jennifer Sunshine, if you can only keep three albums, what are they? Uh, Dave Matthews, <clears throat> Neil Diamond. I'll we'll just pick greatest hits because I'm not stupid. And hmm, three albums, three albums. I don't know. Maybe hmm, Sound of Music. Nice choice. Off the board. <laughs> I would never be able to answer that question that quickly. Well, I mean, I'm the hugest Dave Matthews Band fan. And then Andrew and I are a little, having a little fun with that. And uh, kind of like Jen Stewart, I was raised with a lot of music. And so my parents had it on all the time, all the time, 24-7. So it was Roy Orbison and it was the Beatles and it was even older stuff that I don't even know the names of. And, and then I was also in dancing because like tap dancing. Oh, they brought that up on the Ralph Report. Tap dancing is having a comeback. Well, I, when I was a kid, everybody was in tap classes. And so we had music going there all the time and then music in the car. And and I, I was raised on a lot of Frank Sinatra and Neil Diamond. Those of us a little older might remember the early 90s when so much music was coming out. And there was just so many bands and, and, and it was kind of a thing to and hip to know, oh, there's a really cool band that nobody else knows about yet. They haven't broken through the ceiling yet. And so and so that, that, that band was Dave Matthews for me. I got to see him live. I'd never heard of him before in my life. And I saw him in January of 1994 at Gartens in Vail. And it was a two, 
two and a half hour jam fest with me and 50 of my closest friends. It was just great. So I've always been a fan. My three albums would all be, probably be Mingus albums, but uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> For me, I guess uh, the next question is, do you have a prized possession? And I guess it would be my upright bass. If there was anything I'd take with me, it would be my upright, even though I haven't played it in quite a while. If you found out tomorrow was your last day on Earth, what would you do? Okay, I would not work, obviously. I think I'd get all of my family together, spend all day with them. Aww. Does it freak you out that your life is halfway over? This was Bean's questions to Allie. Uh, Who are Jennifer, you asking? I guess it's Jennifer Sunshine's turn. Wow. <laughs> nope, not at all. Um, <clears throat> it, it's one of those, if you could go back in time, but already know everything I know now, I would do it. But it's like being young and stupid. No, no, I'm, it's perfectly fine. And the older I get, the less I care about shit. Last question was the funniest joke you know. Who wants to take that one? What did the fish say when it swam into the wall? What? Damn. <laughs> hey <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and that was our yeah. podcast roundup. Now over to Edwin with the week that was. Wasn't it? Uh, it's sort of the week that was. Kevin and Bean screwed me over again. They were on vacation. So all I really got is one thing, and I swear this is random, and it doesn't involve me for once. Uh, so I, I checked out, it was uh, April 23rd, 2009. And it started off with being apologizing. They apologized like three times for this. So I'm like, anytime they apologize, you know it's good. <laughs> Let's give this a try. 1-800-520-1067. If you want to play <laughs> Depeche a la mode. Wow. I don't think I like the tone of his voice he does this thing with. (laughs) I don't like to say it's the worst thing. Well, it's... I've heard a lot worse things you guys have done. This is a stretch, though. Hey, Spider, get me some coffee. (laughs) Spider, get some coffee over here. All right, let's give this a try with contestant number one, Mr. Pesci. Natalie is on the line from Montebello. She's on line one, and she's ready to play Pesci Alamo. Pesci Alamo. All right, Natalie, Natalie, you ready for your question? I'm ready. Natalie, you the Pesci Mode fan? Yes, I am. This is not going to help you at all in this question. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Although this premium ice cream is meant to sound Scandinavian, it was really made by a Polish guy in the Bronx in 1961. Okay, let's throw it to Queen Jen. Do you know the answer to that question? Fruition Glossin. Close. I'd like to steal. I'd like to steal. Okay, steal. Hagen <laughs> Right. It's not a. It's not a flavor. It's a brand. It's a brand. The brand of oh, ice cream. Yeah. There you, yeah. go. there you go. See how well this See is working? See how easy it is? <laughs> Everybody was worried. <laughs> All right. Now, is she in? Is she going? Or are we having a drawing? What are we doing? What are well, we deciding on? Let's that? find out how it goes. Let's put her in the drawing. I'll put her in the drawing. Okay. And then if it goes poorly, we'll just end up giving her tickets. Right. Because okay. we won't have enough winners. That Ryan, sounds good. Ryan okay. in Los Angeles. Good morning. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Ryan. Hey. Neapolitan ice cream. Refers to a block of ice cream composed of layers of what three different flavors? Lindsay. Chocolate, strawberry, vanilla? 
chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. See how easy it is. Look at that. that. There how you about go. that? Look at all how your people that? are worried. All right, you're in the But, drawing. Joe, I have to ask again, what does that have to do with Depeche Mode? The fact that he knows about Neapolitan ice cream. Listen, you Stugats, it's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Don't you understand it? It's Depeche a la mode. That's the game. Funny how? How am I funny to you? Depeche a la mode. Let's go to uh, Nobody Erica. said I'm a funny yeah, guy How can I'm doing his voice for 10 minutes. Not one of you said, you know what, Joe? You're a funny guy. You know what, Joe? You're a funny guy. I'm funny, funny yeah. how? How am I funny to Sorry. you? Like a clown? Like a freaking clown for your amusement? I'm funny? Joe, uh, what do you have over there in that duffel bag? Oh, wow. All right, let's move on with the game. Wow. Erica in Burbank. Yeah, Erica. Yeah, Erica. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi there. Sir. Hello. Listen up, Erica. In 1939, the world's first soft-serve ice cream machine was used in what royal-sounding ice cream store? Jennifer Sunshine, you're up. Dairy Queen. Soft-serve ice cream. What store with a royal name? Holy Christ, are you dense? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's up to um, you now, Erica. Soft serve. I have no idea. Royal sounding. You're going to kick yourself in the ass when I tell you. It's Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Oh. Yeah, kick yourself okay. in the ass, please. <laughs> thank, okay. Thank you, Erica. Let's go to... Depeche Mode uh, fans are dumb. <laughs> Maria. Well, you're not asking them about Depeche Mode. But it's a simple question, Dairy Queen. <laughs> All right, Maria in Chino Hills. Hi, guys. Hello. Maria. Yes. Are you a nice Italian girl? Yes. All right, good. Italian ice cream has a higher density and lower butter fat. What is it called? I think you're up, Christopher. Gelato. <laughs> Maria did not expect to wake up today and talk to the great Joe Pesci from the Home Alone movies. I'll tell you that. How about <laughs> ice cream? Thank uh, you. I love you, too. But what's Italian ice cream called? Um, um, gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. It is... Gotta, gotta move on. Oh, Sorry. Maria. It's called Gelato. Gelato. Maria. Gelato is the name of it. Depeche a la mode. All right, thank you for the All call. Right. So, so far it's Natalie and Ryan. Let's see what Adrian and Chino's got for us on line five. Adrian, hi, you're on with the great Joe Pesci. Hi, Joe Pesci. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. In 1987, this Vermont ice cream company created a flavor to honor the Grateful Dead's lead singer. We're going back to our special guest, Queen Jen. Can you repeat the question? Ben and Jerry's made a special flavor to... Wait, honor... you just gave the answer. No, that's not the answer. Yes, it is. It said, yes, it is. What Vermont ice cream company made a special no, no, flavor? No. Let's do it my way and see if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Ben and Jerry's made a flavor to honor this person from the Grateful Dead. Cherry Garcia. Right. Hey, yes. let's see if I'm right or wrong. Oh, uh, uh, Ben and Jerry's? Right, right. Damn it, I'm wrong. What? I hate that. Blows that flavor. <laughs> <laughs> See, you were lucky that my right, mind drifted. Hang on. You were either in the drawing or you've already. Well, I'm not so lucky that my mind drifted as well. Okay. Anyway, that was the game. But let's, I just want to play to the end because the way this ends is spectacular. It's it's so Kevin and Bean. 31, we don't know yet. Steve is in Tustin. He's on line six on the Kevin and Bean show. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Depeche Alamode. Hey, Joe. How you doing? How you doing, Stevie? <laughs> Listen, the first ice cream novelty bar was made in 1919. It was called the Ice Cream Bar. Get it? Ice Cream? But they yeah. changed its name to something more familiar that sounds like you make it with whale blubber in an igloo. I, can I take it? I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, please take it. Eskimo okay. pie. Right. <laughs> A lot of clues there. Whale blubber and an igloo. Sounds like. 
Yeah, the name sounds like you do that with this thing. When they change the name to this. It's a famous ice cream bar. It's like a thing you eat with in your hand. Uh, popsicle? Nah, no. <laughs> nah, it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Eskimo pie. Oh, the Eskimo, Eskimo pie. pie. Uh, All right. Because those Eskimos, uh, that's what they do. They eat whale blubber. Sure, yeah. All right, one more, Mr. Pesci. Eskimos? It's going to be Rick in Riverside on line seven. Hey, Rick, you're our final contestant for something called Depeche a la mode. Depeche a la mode. All right, here's your question. This ice cream store is known for their 31 flavors. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins is it. Nicely That's done. That's right. All right, so now we have four what winners. It's February, though. It's only 28 flavors. How did they work that out? <laughs> I think they still keep 31 up their own. I'm just saying, it doesn't make any sense. I'm confused. The guy should right. be whacked. So you're <laughs> telling that me idea. that we have four contestants, yet only three sets of tickets, so someone loses is what you're That's saying. Correct. Someone One endured this awful game, yet they still don't get to go. See, I would have stopped after we had three winners, but that that's would me. Make sense. That's I was just me. The same I'm not thing, in charge of things. You are okay. a radio veteran, though. You should know that. Who's the one who kept saying, let's go to another caller? Let's Who's try. That guy? Uh, let's, let's try. So that guy should be wet. Yes, instead of picking three winners, let's pick the loser. Oh, okay. that sucks. It'll take less time. <laughs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> right. Adrian and Chino, you lose. Oh, oh good. Nice. nice. We got big music for him and a cheer and everything. <laughs> That's Adrian what this game needed was a loser. I don't see. We're not even a guy named Adrian. Adrian was on there. It's and not even a guy named Adrian. There's a Natalie, there's a Ryan, there's a Chris, and there's a Rick. <laughs> oh, there we go. You. But we're there telling you, you stupid fraud. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? As if this thing wasn't rough enough, you got to do this to us. Lisa, pick only from the people who have qualified. Do you see the people on the line? You got one goddamn job to do, lady. You just gotta write the names down of the people we win. The winners are Natalie. We don't want the. I'm gonna tell you the winners: Natalie, Rick, and Ryan. All right, so Chris. So Chris from Chino is the loser. But at least to add insult to injury, we called him by the wrong name. What he lost. So I love that ending. Just they got it wrong. They couldn't get the right guy that lost. So, like I said, it was just they apologized over and over for it, which means to me, you know, it's good. Okay, one quick thing I'm gonna do. Twice this week, Bean mentioned the tapers. I have a thing where I've sent in clips to Bean, and I'm like, this is perfect for Bean. He's gonna love this, and then he doesn't play it. So now I finally have a place to play it. Oh, honey. The tapers. It says here the babies lose their pajama-like coat after their first year. Isn't that interesting, honey? Yep, mind-numbingly interesting. So anyway, I finally got my taper clip played somewhere. So that's a new segment, Orphan Clips. (laughs) So back to you, Christopher. (laughs) That was the best clip ever. Uh, So this one really doesn't need any explanation, so I'm just going to play and uh, lastly, as we uh, hey, everybody have a good Mother's Day. Everybody celebrate. Yeah, good yeah. Have a good time. Very nice. As we uh, think of our mom still a day after Mother's Day, Chris Noth making the rest of us look bad. Who's that? He is uh, Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Also was on Law and Order for many years. Come on, Kevin. I don't Chris watch Law. Noth. I don't watch Law and Order. Criminal Intent. He's the main guy in Criminal Intent now. You've just seen him around. Okay. Started off right. as Law and Order, then he went to Criminal All Intent. All right, I've seen him. Mr. Big, he was the, he was the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, Carrie's of, broken uh, up with him like five times, and now they're finally getting married. Come on. How can you not know who he I is? I so hate you right now. <laughs> Why will this stupid Sex and the City movie not come out? <laughs> 
I think what's confusing everyone, Kevin, is some people are aware of celebrities even if they don't actually watch the shows that they're on okay, because they're famous people. Okay, I recognize people. him. He's Chris Noth. How recognizable should he be? <laughs> That's all we're saying. Why do you say Chris Noth? You say, oh, yeah, that dude. All right, okay, that dude. (laughs) What's wrong with you people? I was just pretending. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now just placating us. (laughs) I hate you all. Uh, All right, I want to see you draw a police sketch of him right now so you can prove you know who we're talking about. Describe Chris Noth. Tell tell me about him. (laughs) Tell me what he looks like. Since Uh, you know who he is. a rough idea. Which one is he? I know exactly who he is. He's that dude on that show. He's black. He's black. Just give me an idea. He's what he looks black. Like. He's not black. He's, he's white. He's tall. No, he's short. He's fat. <laughs> he's, he's muscular. He's blonde. He's blonde. He has dark, dark he has hair. Dark okay, hair. it really doesn't matter. It's Chris Nose. Anyway. Don't you, you're the only one listening who doesn't know who I, he is, But though. I don't care. <laughs> Why do you think that bothers me? It doesn't bother you, obviously. That's bullshit. It bothers everyone who knows you. <laughs> I think it's just because we go through this every time I do a show of a story and I mention a name and you go, don't know who that guy is. I'm Maybe not getting a picture have. in my mind. <laughs> we're just saying, how can you stumble through life without accidentally finding out who some of these people are? A lot need, of people in the audience look pissed. You need a photo dossier for, do. to hand to Kevin before every show. Really we have to brief him care. before yeah. every show. Business. I don't now, care Now, this much. gentleman, his name is Chris Note, Kevin. <laughs> don't care. Anyway. Now, you're a guy who I don't I don't know your name. Okay. Yeah. It's Chris Note. All right, let Ralph go on. Uh, the New York Post talked to Chris. Chris, and he said that his mother is his biggest fan, but also the biggest influence on his life. So for a Mother's Day, he bought her a home in Maui. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, boy, is my mom going to be expecting a bigger gift next year. <laughs> wow. She reads this Hitting. Yeah, Who are we talking Maui. about, Ralph? I don't know. <laughs> Some guy. Some black blonde guy who's <laughs> short and fat. <laughs> Today's celebrity birthdays, Malcolm David Kelly. No, not Malcolm Jamal Water. Oh. This is another Malcolm something something. He's uh, on Lost. He's Walt on Lost. Oh, okay. He's 16 oh, sure. years old today. Jason Biggs, our pal from American Pie, is 30 years old today. Stephen Baldwin. Is he the ugly Baldwin? He's religious Baldwin. Oh, he's, uh, he's, uh, blonde, he's Barney right? Rubble Bubbin. Crazy but yeah, crazy. Exactly. Barney, Barney Rubble Baldwin. He's 42 years old today. Emilio Estevez is 46. Oh, that's Chris Noth. Sure. <laughs> you know the guy, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, I'm sure you do. That's Chris Noth. Alex just brought me a picture. That's Chris Noth. Okay, all right, good. Now you know. It's not, it wasn't that worth all that, though. All right, a week from now, I'm going to pull out that picture and say, what is the name of this person? <laughs> Talk about a momentum killer right there. And if you don't call Chris Noth, I'm going to smack you in the head with a frying I'm telling band. you now, I'm not going to because I don't <laughs> he care. He had sex with a picnic bench, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, I just heard that one. I thought it was just so funny. Typical Kevin and Ralph ripping on each other and then it's like oh yeah i know who that is um i have another clip i'm not gonna play the whole thing um but this one also does not need an introduction so i'm having uh, this is gonna be shocking to you guys but i'm having a dinner the other night with my uh, wife and a friend is along and we get into uh, ordering and i'm gonna have the fried chicken fried chicken and mashed potatoes which sounds real good right and then i realized i guess i didn't realize it was the first time we've been in this restaurant that uh, breakfast was available my wife burns me to the on the steak by saying I'm getting some pancakes and some eggs, which is my favorite meal in the whole world. So I talk her out of the pancakes and eggs, and then the other friend that I once says I'm so glad you're getting the pancakes and eggs now because now I can take your fried chicken because she couldn't get the fried chicken because I was getting the fried chicken. Right. What? And I'm. What's the what problem? What are you talking about? Oh, well, there was no. There was no problem because it worked out perfectly for everybody because then Donna just got something else. I had the pancakes and then the friend had the fried chicken. So everything worked out I'm all sorry. right. Backtrack for me. You There what? was a friend there who wasn't going to get the fried chicken mm-hmm. because you were going to get the fried chicken? Right. Is that well, because she or he well, it's not that she wasn't they could going to, it's just taste a, yours and then get no. something else they mm-hmm. wanted? 
No, no, no. It's not that she wasn't going to get it. It's that she couldn't get it. It was a violation of the rules. She wouldn't even think to get it because clearly it's off the table once I've already ordered it. That's what, what I'm trying to say. There's rules in the restaurant where you can't order the same yes, thing? Yes, there's ordering at rules. At that restaurant? They yes. Have a rule? No, no. This is. I've never heard of that. Here's a better I mean, burn, though. The restaurant though. can't do that. Here's a better burn. Uh, and like Bean says, he already had his heart set on something and then he found out. The best way to find out about the thing that you want more is if somebody else orders it because then you you're just slain. You That's know, what happened to me. Slain? Wow. Why don't you just get it? Are you not? I don't what know. Planet what planet did you, you come down about? from? We're on Earth here, Lisa, where you can't order the same thing as somebody else at the table. What do you? Because that restaurant Are has you that new rule? to the. No. no. Stupid not Lisa. That, not that restaurant. The world. That's a rule of the Earth. World it's in the Ten Commandments. Rule? It's a rule of Earth. It's not in the. What are you talking about? It's not in the original Ten, being it is the 11th. <laughs> But, oh, I'm sorry. It's the 11th commandment. Yes. Right. Why don't you read your Bible once in a while, you heathen? <laughs> that rule is not in the Bible. No, you can't. You know, you can't Jesus order. Jesus didn't really go to restaurants. No, but you can't order something that somebody else orders. That's what just. What are you talking about? I do it all the time. Oh. It goes on for like 20 minutes. It's hysterical where it's just kind of back and forth. They're just kind of screwing with Lisa. Um, and then we've got another calling foreign countries. The lead into this one is it's in Mexico and they put a donkey in a jail for biting somebody. But we, I don't need the whole story. So it's fantastic. Well, that's not fun for anyone. <laughs> what really? are they thinking? I mean, you're in jail and you're trying to sleep off being drunk and a burrow comes in. You'll know, right. No, 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 no. I want my one call. That's the first thing that came into my head is that there's drunk frat guys going down for the weekend <laughs> and they get thrown in jail. Dude. First off, you need to come down and get me. Secondly, I'm in jail with a bull and a donkey. <laughs> You've been drinking too much. You the, need to put that down. The first thing I thought is if you have any fear at all of being uh, somebody's girlfriend in jail, the last one you want to end up in a cell with is a donkey. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is <laughs> that would that would not be good. All right. This is the, the judicial uh, state police. Oh, good. This is the uh, national anthem of uh, the great country of Mexico, by the way. And we are now calling down. Now, this uh, organization you're calling, they're in Chiapas. They're nearby to where the jail was. Yeah, my misdialed. Hold on. Okay. Do you want me to come do that? <laughs> now you just stand by there and learn some Spanish real fast before they answer the phone on the other end there, Michael. You, can't you sing the words being to the national anthem? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know them, no. No, okay. Do you know them? Sure, here we go, ready? <clears throat> we like to swim in our jeans. <laughs> okay, all right, that's fine. In a moment now you'll hear the sound of a in my phone. car. <laughs> Customer service for assistance. 44-831. Mm. Oh, the very popular 44-831. That sounded like an ah. error message. Now, now, a lot of times you have to dial some crazy numbers at the front when you're calling Mexico. Do you, do you have all that? I got 011. That's, yeah, just dial, dial. Make That's sure all you need? Yeah, I think. This is going well. <laughs> Ralph was so wrong. <laughs> Consistent listeners of the show know that I usually dial for Kevin so that we avoid yes. this. Um, yeah, because that always goes really well. It when does! You do it. <laughs> we get the exact same results. Yeah, it's never any different. <laughs> revisionist, <the> <laughs> revisionist history. Well, the good news is we're almost out of time for the break, so we'll be done soon. I understand they put donkeys in jail. Yeah. I heard that. I heard that a while ago. Typically, typically, if you go down to Mexico for fun with donkeys, it has nothing to do with jail. No, it really doesn't. Should I just All be right. Ralph now?
What are you guys doing? This is so stupid. First, you can never dial the phone, and then you can never get a hold of anybody, and you don't speak the language, and it's a waste of everyone's time. What is wrong with you? How many times do you have to do this? Before, well, it fills your time. I'm gonna call someone else. I do feel like somebody needs to say it because the listeners on the other side of the radio certainly are. People are hanging up and turning off their radios. I don't blame them. I'm right behind them, by the way. I've got about 20 more seconds of patience for this bit. You can't even dial the phone. Go Dodgers. I hear all right, they're Mike, giving Mike maybe you should have dialed. That's wait, all I'm wait, saying. Wait, maybe. We got Is something? It ring now, you guys Kevin? can all apologize to me as soon as this rings. Oh, yeah. It only took okay. you 43 tries. <laughs> Good job. Okay. You are Ladies and gentlemen, this on. has been Kevin and Bean, Foreign Correspondents. That was Kevin and Bean, barely scratching the surface of another story from around the world. In the very beginning of it, Kevin's like, we're really glad Ralph's not here because we're calling another foreign country. <laughs> I just thought it was funny with Lisa going off and playing the part of Ralph. So, And the interesting thing is, I think I have to go back into older ones because I've listened to newer ones in 2009 where Ralph's not getting upset about calling foreign countries. But it's always a fun bit. I love how Lisa said uh, people are hanging up and turning off the radio. I know, right? <laughs> hanging up on what? Hanging up the radio. All right. So is that the end of our show?